Hey everyone, and welcome to this, the 13th episode of Good Friday Films, a podcast where we chat about movies with a Christian perspective. My name is Joe, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend Tiller. Hey everyone, how's it going? How has your day been, Tiller? What have you been up to? Um, bit of a slow morning. Um, woke up around nine-ish, but nice. I needed more sleep, so I yeah, slept until like yeah, ten. Nice. <laughs> after ten, so that was nice. That's pretty good. Um, I haven't done much. Well, I I did a quick live stream, just oh, cool. evangelizing good. on um, TikTok. It was good. Um, kind of like debating once saved, always saved with another Christian. Ah, interesting. Yeah. What was uh, your stance? Um. I'm not a one saved. I don't believe in one saved. All okay, saved. right. Um, yeah, I'd be on your on your side then. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it'd be dangerous theology. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Sounds fun. Good way to start your day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, for any new listeners, this podcast is where we discuss popular movies plus the themes and values we can get out of them. In this episode, we are covering The Equalizer Three. Mm. We saw it last night together in cinemas. Yep, it's only just come out recently. How are you feeling like going into watching it? Um, I was I was keen because we've done you know the last two episodes sort yeah. of watching it together and um and uh, yeah they were good they were good films right we enjoyed yeah. them and I'm That'd like okay nice. like hopefully number three is just as good and it doesn't let us down so I was feeling positive going yeah into it. yeah cool yeah I was similar I think I'm not like super hyped about the Equalizer series I'm like <laughs> oh they're fun yeah so I was like this should also be good but yeah. it was interesting sitting there and like it mostly empty theater <laughs> like, yeah i guess i mean this could be a fun movie yeah um I mean, theater experience is always interesting hey there's some guy there last night he kept calling out <laughs> yeah some weird call some outs like, don't stuff. ruin it for us Come yeah on. and they ran down to the front at some point yeah that was weird i'm like what are they doing yeah anyway that's you can't really expect much else from people who go to the theater i guess yeah. <laughs> get Although, some pretty weird people i before the film started during the trailers I wanted to go to the bathroom oh, and yeah. I forgot where the exit was and I ended up going into the fire escape door <laughs> trying to open it. It wouldn't open for me. And I'm like, what is this? Why is it so hard to open uh, the door? Oh, dear. Fortunately, anyway. though, it's in like the darkest part of the theater, so <laughs> yeah. no one would have noticed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was wondering if you saw, saw me, but... No, uh, not at all. Yeah, you came back and you outed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just do a quick synopsis. The Equalizer 3 is a 2023, that's this year, um, American vigilante action film directed by Antoine Fujua. It is a sequel to The Equalizer 2 and the final installment mm. of The Equalizer trilogy. In the film, McCall discovers that his new friends of a small town in South Italy are intimidated by members of the Camorra, where he sets out to free them from their control. Mm. Yeah, so the cast again, Denzel Washington. Um, he's the only returning cast member from any of the other films. Yeah, wow. Uh, so we have Dakota Fanning, um, then David Denman, Sonia Amar, Remo Jerome, and a few others <laughs> who I'm not going to try and pronounce. Um, had a budget of $70 million, and so far the box office of $69 million. Mm. So it looks like it's on track to do well. Yep. I think it's got the highest like first day earnings out of the other two, so it's yeah, okay. not doing too badly. Yep. And it's actually the highest rated one so far. Yeah. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's wow. at 74%. Yeah. And I think number one was like 65 or something. So, yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was surprised to hear it's the final one in the trilogy, right? <laughs> I'd like, I hadn't heard that. But apparently the director 
is keen to do a prequel at some point. Ooh. If they want them to. Wow. Which okay, they're going to de-age Denzel or something like that? Or? They said that that was one option to de-age him. They could also Play hire his son. His son. <laughs> yeah. They that, could, yeah. Yeah, they could um, do him. Or there's like a, I think, uh, what's his name? Killmonger from Black Panther. Oh, really? They could you might yeah, hire true, him. True, true. his name. Um, oh, I remember it. Anyway. But yeah, so that could be interesting. Could I'd, be be, interesting. I'd be interested in that, I think. Yeah, give us a background to um, McCall. Yeah, kind yeah. of what what is what actually is the the DIA? What made him <laughs> the monster that he is today? That's right. <laughs> um, all right, so what's your non-spoiler plot summary? Uh, McCall. Um, what's his first name again? Robert. Yeah, yeah Robert I think McCall. So Robert That's McCall. right. Um, we find him in Italy, um, and he basically has taken out like. Uh, cartel um and as he's leaving this place after having taken out all these guys he gets shot in the back Mm. and he's bleeding essentially dying and he somehow manages to make it off the island that he was on where he busted these guys and he's found by a cop um in altamonta a, a place in italy yeah um his car's kind of parked on the road on the side and the cop finds him and takes him to a local doctor in his town. Yep. The doctor ends up essentially saving him from dying, from bleeding out. And then from there, Kevin... Sorry, no, Robert McCall falls in love with a place, basically. And there are these bad guys that are giving people there a hard time. And so, um, yeah, I'll, 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 that's all I'll say. And, yeah, uh, nice. So, it's pretty interesting um, we'll we'll discuss a little bit non-spoilers uh, before getting into spoilers, but I would I would say like definitely worth the watch. Mm. Um, some interesting concepts. We'll just kind of jump into it. I was pretty like I don't know. I, I'm mixed. I've mixed feelings about this movie. I'd say <laughs> in some ways it's kind of exactly what you're after. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like. Very, I feel like it's more similar to the first movie than the second movie. Mm. It kind of has a slow build. It's much shorter, yep. which is nice. Um, slow build, not a ton of action scenes, but the mm. action scenes that are there are like really intense. Mm. But at the same time, there's so much about the character and like the actual what is an equalizer film that I feel like it isn't in this. Mm, exactly. It's kind of, yeah, we'll, we'll probably get about it more in spoilers, but... I just feel like the character of McCall, the main character, he's kind of been lost. <laughs> like, I don't, he doesn't really have, an, like, um, the way he's written, not, like, the, the character himself, but, like, the writers have kind of lost a part of his Bit identity. Of a different character, almost. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I don't even know, like, what what is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what were your thoughts about this? Yeah, like, it was... I had mixed feelings about it, too, having left. Like, it was good. I enjoyed it. But I'm like, hmm. It felt, like, different to the other first two mm. films, right? Um, and I think what was missing was like the bad guys. They were good bad guys, but they didn't really get a chance to like to do much. To do much, they yeah. kind of just like took them out. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. I think you were saying as we were leaving the theater, it's like there was no challenge for him really. Yeah. The challenge was at the very start of the movie. Yeah, like the first scene, pretty much. He gets shot. Yeah. And that's the only difficult thing he experiences the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> everything else is just like, oh, we'll get into his spores a bit more. But like yeah. everything he sets his mind, his mind to, not only does he get it done, but he gets it done immediately. Mm. <laughs> yeah. n- that, I felt the pacing was really weird with this because in some senses, 
it takes a long time to kind of get to the action. It does. Like there's a huge period in the middle where he's just kind of recovering and all this stuff. Mm. But in the other like sense, there's no build up to the action. Yep. It's like nothing, nothing, nothing. All the action's done. Movie <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And so it was really weird. It was entertaining. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It was still fun. Mm. But I was kind of like, I feel like I preferred how they did it in the first one, where it was kind of the gradual build and yeah. you kind of flesh out these characters and a bit more like back and forth between them and mm. rather than him just being unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there was no challenge at all for None. him. Um, so that was interesting. Yeah. One thing you did notice, or you mentioned to me during the movie, is the music. At least they brought the music back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the music? I liked it. Yeah, it was really good. Um, it it was, felt... Yeah, it was cooler than the second one. Yes. More noticeable, at least. Yeah. Reminded me of music from... Um, like Blade Runner or something. Spider-Man. Um, the oh, recent, yeah, yeah. Where it goes... Spider-Verse. <laughs> yeah. Like, kind of, like... Weird Had like the synths going, synthy, yeah. Um, it very, did, it was cool. It, it felt so, like because there were some cool shots in there where or sequences where it's like following someone driving, mm. it's like blaring this music, mm. like pulsing synths, yep. Um, but so I liked that, but also it didn't really feel the quality of the music was kind of like look up stock synth song, <laughs> <laughs> insert it here, yeah, like. It was, again, mixed for me. Mm. Of like, well, I'm, I'm glad they got something here compared to the second one. They, they got me hyped up, but I was, again, kind of let down by how like he just easily destroyed. Like, it was kind of almost like ramping it up quickly. Oh my goodness, something's about yeah. to happen. Like, this is going to be insane. a little bit. And then it like, oh, kind of just... Just happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just watching him be a villain almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, mate. Oh, we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. Um but yeah, anything else that you, I guess, you really enjoyed or you disliked about this movie? Um, I liked the location. Yeah, it was nice. It was, I was different. Saying it was nice, uh, where they filmed with the architecture and stuff mm. of of the the location. Um, yeah, it always blows me my mind away how people are able were able back in those times when they built those places by the seaside on cliff yeah. faces and rocks and things like that, like. Human ingenuity. It's so cool. It's so cool. But it was a cool film location. It was nice. And again, in this uh, this realm of mixed feelings, it was mm. really cool, like, a location. It was nice. It was almost like you're following him in his, his adventures. Um, he's in this new town. Mm. But mixed bag or mixed feelings at the same time, it's like, well, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> because the first movie was him retired in, like, working a nine-to-five job. Yeah. And now it's... Like, how old is he? <laughs> what is he doing? Why has he moved here? Like, yeah. there's just... It's lost kind of all semblance of who this guy is. <laughs> He's kind of a mystery. Yeah. Really. It's just... Anyway. I was, Maybe that's who's meant to be, you know. Just this mystery. I guess problem solved. An enigma. An enigma. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I think... But I mean, like, you can be an enigma character-wise, but, it, but he wasn't, you know? <laughs> like, mm. that's my point. It's like, the first movie, he wasn't mysterious in that sense. He was like... He had a, a shrouded background, but mm. you knew his character. Like, yeah, he was a good-hearted guy. He's kind of living a regular life, looking out for the people in his life. And then, obviously, he's really highly trained, and he gets pushed to a point where he's like, well, I'm going to start taking like taking action. Mm. Whereas, And he's like, obviously, he lost his wife, and so he's wrestling with that loss. Whereas this one, it's like, 
none of that is relevant. <laughs> it's just no. this action star who likes this, found this town and he wants to live here now. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. Yeah. So anyway, bit of a again, none of that was took away from the movie drastically. I still enjoyed it, mm. but I was just kind of like, this is just like its own movie. It's not yeah. even really what series is this. <laughs> it's part of its yeah. own series. Um, yeah, what about you? Any final thoughts before we get into spoilers? Um, I thought the villains were, mm. were good as like, as easily as they were like taken out. I think they were good villains. Um, mm. They got you to really dislike them. Yeah. <laughs> um, good performances. Really well. Yeah, good performances. Yeah. Um, so, good acting as always. Um, yeah. By Denzel. Yeah. Acting is always on point. Good performances all around. Like, steal a scene every. Yeah. It's good to see D- Dakota Fanning back. They did a film together, as I was telling you. Man on Fire. Um, right. He was a protector. Yeah, so I've never seen that. Yeah. Um, so, this is like the second film they've done together. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't... I've, I, what other movies is she in, Dakota Fanning? Um, not in too many. Um, she was in, like, the Twilight series, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she hasn't been in many. Yeah. Oh, there you go. This is a resurgence. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Speaking of the villains, I think the violence in this one was definitely still present. Yeah. And the effects are like another level. I feel taken up the violence. Much. Yeah. From the perspective of you can see it from the perspective of um the villains. Well, like, like this is one part where like he breaks a guy's arm and then like you see the bone sticking out. Yeah. Like <laughs> or you like some guy's head gets chopped off and it's just like. You wouldn't have seen any of that in the previous ones. Mm. Just kind of the gruesome detail. Yeah. Quality effects. Yeah. Um, most of the movie, this was an interesting thing, I thought. Like, most of it was in spoken in, like, Italian. Yeah. Was it? Well, yeah, because it had so many subtitles throughout the entire thing. That's true, yeah. Because, I mean, he's in Italy, and yeah. most of the people are speaking Italian. That's true, that's true. And sometimes they didn't put subtitles, so there were several moments where they're just speaking, and I'm like, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here yeah um so that was interesting like i i haven't really seen that before of mm. kind of mostly just felt like language. you know what it felt like there was a disconnect between like the person that he was when he was with the people like the kind man that he was a respectful person yeah. he was, and the villain monster that he was when he like was attacking was murdering people, people and it was yeah just, like, it was just there's no kind a- of to connection between the two yeah, characters like it felt two different characters that's true and also they didn't really build to it at all like kind of justify it enough mm. i felt mm. like you can kind of in the first one especially you really see the um the character like his his reasoning he tries to first buy someone off or whatever and yep like and then it's like the last resort well i'm gonna have to do this and then he just crushes and in the second one i think we maybe we saw the starting of this where he lost that part of his character where he's like oh he this guy, he always gives people a second chance or whatever. Mm. He'd lost that in the second movie. And this one is lost, really, all kind of senses of reason. It's pretty much everything or nothing. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, sitting back doing nothing or he just murders everyone. <laughs> There's yeah. no like, oh, hey, let me try and like reason around. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. So that was, that was interesting. What, what rating would you give this one? <coughs> I would give it a 6 out of 10 rating. So you lost one. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I thought it was kind of like neck and neck with the second one. Yeah, okay. So I said it was all right. I was yeah. trying to work out oh, which one's better. And <laughs> I feel like they both have their their perks, mm. but also their negatives in different ways. 
Um, so now we're going to get into spoilers. If you guys haven't seen it, I mean, it's still in cinemas. I would say, yeah, if you like the other two, I would recommend watching it. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like, if you're not a fan of violent movies, <laughs> if you, I guess, what's what's a movie that this is like? Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to compare it to yeah. another film, like an action film that's as violent and as gory as this. Um, and the slow paced as well as the key it's part. Slow paced. Yeah. It's kind of its own thing. Uh, maybe. The raid, but even then, it's the like, raids. What? Yeah, maybe the first raid, the first raid movie. But that's got much better choreography. In that's action. true. Yeah, I don't know. If you like action and violence, <laughs> but also like something that's a bit slower, <laughs> then go watch this. Otherwise, you can probably wait for it to come out. Yeah, on streaming or something, or yeah, not watch it. <laughs> but now we're into spoilers. Um, so <laughs> if you stuck around, I'm just going to quickly walk through the full plot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, McCall's back. Movie starts uniquely with a, a classic McCall action sequence. It's kind of the we discover the um, scene of the crime or mm. scene of the murder that he's been, and we find him waiting for a villain to arrive. Mm. Mm. And when the villain gets there, he kind of murders the remaining guys and then leaves. Um, but as he's leaving, like a kid is sitting in a car, uh, and he says, "No, stay in the car." And he turns and walks away, and then the kid comes down and shoots him in the back. Mm. Which I thought was that was interesting, mm. uh, like morality kind of discussion. And at, at the time in the movie, I'm like, oh, that's interesting that he just kind of completely disregards the kid. There, he's like, <laughs> he's no threat. Um, but anyway, he doesn't shoot the kid, lets the kid run off. Yeah. But now he's bleeding to death. Gets picked up by some Italian um, police officer, takes him to a doctor, and yeah, basically he's stuck in this town. Mm. I think it'd probably be like a few months, really, that he's there mm. um, recovering. And while he's there, he notices that there's a mafia presence in the town. The, mm. um, what are they called? The Camorra. And so like, they, they're trying to like get bribes from different people, payments, and then eventually they burn down someone's house. Mm. And so he kind of, they beat up the police officer, threaten him. So eventually he takes action. Yep. Kills like the gang that was threatening the town and then eventually kills the entire like head of the, <laughs> the mafia, wipes him out. Yeah. Um, and that's it, yeah. There's some involvement <laughs> from the CIA in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's not really relevant at all. No. <laughs> I think you, fi- you find out that there's a CIA agent that he calls who was the daughter of the woman who died in the last movie. Yeah, okay. And that's... Yeah, that's the movie. That is. Um, but yeah, I think what we were kind of talking about, firstly, um, and what I said to you, is this movie is very different from the other two in the sense that all the action... Like, mm. pretty much every, all the action is shot from the perspective of the villains. Yep. Like, you very rarely see it from the perspective of McCall. Mm. And from that, like, because of that, actually most of this movie, at least in the action, becomes more of a thriller than an action movie. <laughs> yeah. Because you're sitting there with these guys, like, shrouded in darkness, they're hearing people die in the background, and then there's just jump scares of, like, oh, he comes out, stabs them in the neck, or, like, decapitates <laughs> them. And the final confrontation with the, the main villain... Like, this guy's, like, he's a monster. <laughs> it's like the boogeyman has come yeah. for him. And he just walks him down the street, kind of passively watching him die. Yeah. It's just cold-blooded. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, I was really kind of shocked by um, the change of tone mm. in this movie. It was really unique, I felt. Yes. But. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, part, yeah, part of... 
that scene where he was walking down the street, as you said, like shocked me as well. I'm like, hmm, okay, Robert McCall, like this guy's a bad guy. There's like no bit of empathy mm. in Robert whatsoever. He's it, it's like he's enjoying this, like yeah, torturing this guy. What he's doing, it's like that's, yeah, that's cool. it was. It felt excessive. <clears throat> yes, it didn't feel like it was about justice anymore. It felt like it was like this is his. He gets pleasure from this. Yeah, I mean, I did mention that in the first movie, like the first night's sleep he had was when he killed a bunch of guys. Yeah, but none of that was gratuitous. I mean. Maybe there were semblances of that. Like, he killed the guy and then he'd sit there watching him die. And mm. be like, you could have survived. Yeah. But this was, like, another level where he, he force-feeds him his own drugs. <laughs> I suppose when, like, you make a career of killing people, like, it just gets to a point where maybe he just gets... You're like, just completely numb to numb it. Numb to it, and it's like... Yeah. So, that could be something we could talk about later in the values. Yeah, that, that's, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, Potentially, I think one of the errors or the, the reasons we feel this way is the the way the movie was written. Yeah. Like something like John Wick or even the second one, um, may, mainly the first one, You um, they slowly build up kind of a, a level of like um, empathy or like hatred towards the villains mm. in the audience. Mm. You're watching and they do kind of one more thing and one more thing. And then eventually... McCall acts and at that point you're like yeah he needs to act these guys deserve whatever's coming to them mm. but in this movie there wasn't that sort of build over the course of the movie and then the amount that he reacted according to the build was not proportionate mm. so it's kind of like we see I mean they're clearly villains there's one scene where they, they kill like a disabled guy in a wheelchair that's <laughs> like a big jump up of like okay they're bad <laughs> we get it and yeah. they go and um Burn down a guy's fish shop, which I'm like, yeah, okay, that's, you know, also bad. And then yeah. they, they beat up a cop. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, so these guys, you know, they need, they're in trouble. And so they wiped out those dudes. Mm. And that like, didn't feel excessive to me. That just felt like efficient. Mm. Like, he's like, yep. Yeah. I mean, it probably would have been nicer if it took a bit longer. Mm. Um, but well, that, probably- that is when I was first shocked, to be honest. I'll have to be honest. He kind of just killed, instead of sending like a message. Right. He kind of just killed the, um, Kamora boss's brother straight up there. Just yeah. Like I'm like, wow. Like, yeah, yeah, I was kind of expecting there to be a bit more back and forth. Yeah. But I feel like that might be to do with the time of the, like the length of the movie. Yeah. They're like, we don't have time for him to go and complain to his brother and then come back and then he gets killed. <laughs> We're just going to kill him straight away. Yeah. So anyway, I was kind of on board. I'm like, oh man, he just did it. Like he doesn't even care. Um, but then the second brother, like mm. the main brother, they try and show he's bad by getting him to cut off that guy's hand. Yeah. Which was, mate, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, even still, they go from that to him just being, like, drugged and then, like, kind of walked down the street. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I don't hate this guy enough for, for this kind of behavior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I don't really care if just, you know, gunshot or whatever. Yeah. But, like, mate, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, the acting acting scenes were great. The the, the dialogue scenes were awesome. Mm. Like the restaurant scene where like, um, his brother comes in. Um, yeah. Obviously trying to like, um, intimidate the cop and his family, and yeah. um, Robert's just there, just chilling. Mm. And then, like, qu- quite a few scenes prior to that, you see his brother and call make an eye contact like yeah i liked that because that was yeah. a bit of building to that confrontation that tension yeah, yeah yeah and then they built that up to to the restaurant confrontation scene it was a great scene 
Right, yeah. yeah. It was satisfying. Yeah. And then, again, like, yeah, like you said, they had that confrontation, and for me, that was, like, cathartic. It's like, oh, he, he won. Yep. Now you need to build again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, like, the next confrontation. Yeah. But it went from that confrontation to, now they're all dead. <laughs> it's like, Yeah, what? that's right. Yeah, I was what? like, what happened? <laughs> You know, they got me, like, so hyped. Oh, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Right? The other confrontation scene that I liked was... um. Him in the town, right? Yeah. How the uh, Kamora, the boss, comes with all his gang, right? Right. And then it was an interesting scene. Like, what's he, what's Robert gonna do? Yeah, right? like, what's, yeah. What's, it was a cool, but cool potential. Yeah. yeah. And then they all started getting the video cameras, cameras out. out. And I'm like, why couldn't they just do this from the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. They just recorded. <laughs> yeah. I really liked the setup. I'm like, this is cool. How's he gonna get out of this? Yeah. I was disappointed with the conclusion of that. I'm like. Ultimately, what happened is he gave up. Robert just comes out and like, oh, I guess shoot me. <laughs> and they're like, oh, but we don't want to do it on camera. It's like, but you've just been filmed threatening him with a gun on camera. <laughs> like, what's, yeah. the, what's the difference? Yeah. So, um, yeah. And isn't that the security cameras that are catching them? Like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, I was a bit disappointed by that as well. But the internet will see them now. <laughs> the internet will see them now. They'll know. They can't. Because social media. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was that was funny. Yeah, but it was still a cool scene. It like, was, Ooh. yeah. And then Robert's like, "Oh, said <laughs> to every they have these back and forth, <laughs> yeah. and that's a consistent part of his character. Every time he's talking to like a villain, yeah, he always has to have the last word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're always trying to like do one liners, and then he just on back and they're them. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm here. What's up? I'm here. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Come on, right now. Let's do it. I'll see you soon. Sooner than you think. <laughs> I'll be there. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, chill, man. We get. <laughs> they kept that up. Yeah. In the first film. That was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the the subtle hint of like a love, a romance story there with the, the waitress? Oh, they kind of hinted at it, but then like at the same time, like she's probably like very young enough to be his daughter. Yeah, so she was really young. Very young. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know if she's hinting at him necessarily in that way. Um, maybe she saw, she saw him as like an older father figure. I'm not sure. Maybe she lost her dad. Who knows? We don't really know her backstory, yeah. but um, they didn't go too hard at it. They didn't. Well, that was a thing. It kind of felt like nothing, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. They. Um, it was almost not worth having. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't even know enough to even, to even know what it was. <laughs> you know what it was? She didn't give him tea. She gave him coffee yeah. first when he asked for coffee. That's rude. Yeah, that was rude. <laughs> was like, what the heck was that? She was a bit racist. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, so old ladies and um, what was the other thing? The Englishman. The Englishman. <laughs> but then they they showed that that was like a good payoff of like okay now she's willing to give him tea. Yeah. But then she asked him out to dinner and I'm like what what is this? <laughs> and there's nothing ever done with that again. Yeah. So there was a few weird things like that. Yep. Um, I also was expecting more to be done with the doctor character. Yeah, I mean he came out with a gun. And then he's like, duh, duh. that was cool. I like that. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yes. Like, I expected there to be more of a background or some kind of character stuff going on there. Mm. Because he, um, I mean, his first instinct when he comes in with the shot, he's like, he fell. You know, what happened is he fell. <laughs> um, but maybe that was just because he's used to kind of the mafia doing that. And yep. he assumed the mafia had done that to him. Mm. But yeah, I kind of was like, oh, he's this kind of the godfather figure of the town. I think there'll be a bit more going on there. No, um, he seems like just a sweet old grandfather who's really good at skills at surgery. Yeah. And whatnot. Yeah. Um, I do like that one scene with him and Robert where um, 
he's like, why did you like save me or uh, or whatever? Mm. Um, and then he like, remember when I um when he first came and I asked you, you yeah. like, are you a good man? And you're like, I don't know. Um, I like that scene. Yeah, that was yeah. a cool line. It made me think. I'm like, because he goes, only a good man would say that they don't know if they're a good man. That's right. Yeah. What do you? How true do you think that is? Um. Well, from a Christian perspective, again, this is getting into the values. No yeah, well, let's just good. get into the values. <laughs> let's get into values. <laughs> yeah. No one is ultimately good. Um, but, like, as, as Christians, to be a Christian is to, to will the good of others. That's what it means to be, to be good. It's you're living in a way that wills the good of others, even though you still fall short. Yeah. Um, well, as opposed to, like, the opposite of that, which is, like, just not good at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it's interesting because, I mean, we get into the discussion of what is good and what is evil. Mm. But I guess with the, um, I mean, one of the standpoints, like from a Christian perspective or a biblical perspective is um, humility, potentially, mm. of mm. like this idea of, yeah, we're recognizing that actually I'm not good. Mm. Um, there is righteousness in that. Mm. Um, and so to an extent, then it is true, like someone who is, bad or like prideful mm. <laughs> yeah it's hard it's hard for someone like that to kind of entertain the thought that they actually they are bad mm. it actually gave me a cool like interesting idea thought of like it'd be a cool movie concept of a um a villain there's probably a movie out there that's like this but like a villain who really is in turmoil of like am i doing the right thing or not <laughs> like because like, they're super they're completely like sold on the fact that they're doing the right thing but they're also like con- conf- conflicted conflicted like oh maybe i'm doing the wrong thing mm. but no it feels like it's the right thing and they're like murdering people <laughs> <laughs> anyway it did make me think i did like that line yeah uh, but yeah while we're on values what were some of the, the values or messages that you got out of this one there's a lot of christian like symbolism in this yeah. Like it's all churches, and they have like some kind of big ceremony at the end there, which I yeah. don't know what that ceremony was. It was a soccer ceremony when they walked with the um. Oh yeah, that was weird. Like off. with the thing that they yeah. Were, um, you know what? It could be yeah because this movie there is the expl- exploration for McCall of am I good or not? Yeah, right? and so the entire movie it's him kind of. While he's in this town, he goes to the church. He walks up the stairs to the church. True. Um, he mentions, like, trying to find peace. Yeah. Or, like, trying to, I guess, reconcile, like, am I a good person or am I bad? It was what I'm doing right or wrong. Mm. Um, and then that scene, you could take it this way, where kind of the whole town is there, like, trying to do this, like, religious ceremony, like, the righteous or the, the, the holy thing. Mm. And he's not there. He's off murdering. <laughs> well, yeah, they were he's, playing back and forth. Like, yeah. the town's doing this religious ceremony. And, and he's, he's, like, torturing someone. <laughs> yeah, and it's almost like... It almost kind of portrays, like, the darkness. Like, he's mm. off in the dark and they're all there in the light. And so, like, he isn't good. Well, maybe he's the one who has to plunge his hand into the filth so they can mm, be doing that. So they can be doing that. Uh, like a Batman figure. The, 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 <laughs> the necessary the bad evil. Guys, so people can have the... The good. The good, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he sees... Well, yeah, he does see himself as a guy that's like, I'm willing to like do... Do what's necessary. What's necessary for others yeah, to... The ends justify the means. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Method. Yeah, it's um, interesting. Which I don't agree with, obviously. Right, okay. Let's do not justify the means. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was that kind of symbolism, which made me think. 
Um, but yeah, what other what other kind of values? What thoughts did you have? Um, we have we watched it last night, so we've had a day to, <laughs> to think about it. <laughs> so now these thoughts are just flowing. <laughs> I mean, it does have the um some because that subplot of him like trying to train up or like bring this apprentice apprentice up into it that was kind of interesting. Which we haven't had in the previous films, right? No, yeah. Kind of have this one character where he's like almost kind of mentoring them. Really, he has right. to save them. Yeah, which is different. This is someone who's actually like in the same field almost. Yeah. Well, I guess one thing that I kind of see is um, McCall's found this like really beautiful thing. Mm. It's like, wow, I really like this town and this town represents and like they're all about family and togetherness and life and beauty and, and um, looking out for each other and, and whatnot and he's like i like this i'm gonna protect this right um he sees the marthy obviously as a bad guy is trying to disturb this beautiful thing that's in in there um and corrupting it and, and and trying to take away what's important to these guys and so he's doing whatever he's willing to do whatever's necessary to sort of like protect it i thought that was interesting mm. um and i guess even though his methods <laughs> his means aren't great way yeah. of doing that um, I think about Jesus Christ, how like what he did for us, because he sees us as precious, right? In his eyes, we're made in his image. Um, something I've thought about recently is how God thinks of everything from an eternal perspective, right? Yeah. So that means you and I have been a thought in the mind of God, like since forever. There has yeah, never been a right. point in time where God hasn't thought about us. We've That's always been cool. a thought in the mind of God. Yeah. Because as a human, I take, when I think about someone, I take uh, breaks in my thought. I'm thinking about food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about myself. I'm thinking about other things, tomorrow's plans or whatever. Yeah. But God has the capacity to think about us at all times. Right. Um, and so that's how valuable we are to God. That's like he, there's never been a point in time where he, ha- he hasn't thought about us. Yeah. He's, he's just by nature so other-centered, so other-focused. And so the thought of him losing us to sin and death mm. and all of that is what motivated him to come off his throne in heaven, to come and to plunge himself into our problems, into our sin, and ultimately into death in order to save us because we are so precious to him. I mean, mm. Romans 8.32 says, he who did not spare his own son um, was willing to sacrifice his one and only son. That's how precious we are to God. Right. And so... I guess with Robert, he sees this town and he stumbled upon something that's so beautiful and precious and he's like, I want to do whatever it takes to protect this. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. That's given me a thought. This is a um, an uneducated thought. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Unstudied thought. But um, that's a really cool concept of like, we've always been in God's thoughts because he doesn't just think in the moment, he thinks about eternity. Mm. And so in that sense, we are eternal mm. because of God. Yeah, and I've um, wow. <laughs> I've always had like this thought of because I kind of share with people, you know, there's two things that like are forever, and there's that's God, and that's like us. Mm. I guess like when we consider how we live our lives, mm. and it's like, well, why us? Why are we eternal? <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of given me the thought. I was like, well, maybe we're just eternal because God is aware of us, and like considers us for eternity yeah um like if he if he decided one day i'm not going to consider them anymore then we'd stop existing (laughs) um it's just like a a thought i've had and Mm. so in that sense i guess 
that's what heaven is and that's why like we will have eternity with God because we're choosing to have that connection with him mm. and so we will remain in his thoughts forever. Um, wow. Yeah, that's that was an interesting thought. Another, um, I guess, deeper point <laughs> that came from the movie, which I remember, was um, the main villain. I've forgotten his name, like the, the older brother. Yeah, I forgot his name as well. He had this line because the police chief came and was like, these terrorists who you've been buying drugs from, they've mm. come and done this terrorist attack somewhere. Mm. And he says, well, if I hadn't bought the drugs, someone else would be in the same people would be dead. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because um, in some ways, he's almost using the same logic as McCall. Yeah. It's like the ends justify the means. Like if... If if I didn't kill them, they'd go and do all these other stuff, you know. Or like, Two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what differentiates them? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, right. I mean, like, he is the hero of his own story, right? Yeah. This Kimura guy. I guess the difference is that McCall doesn't hang old men in wheelchairs. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he... He doesn't. He stabs people and yeah, he puts st- metal their heads through off. heads and things like yeah. that. <laughs> That's yeah. right. With no regard for their families. It's a quick death, but... <laughs> <laughs> the drug one was not quick. Oh, the drug one was not... That was, was different. slow. <laughs> um, did you have any more thoughts on that? Like, Oh, no putting me on the spot. <laughs> I was hoping you'd have some thoughts. I don't know. Just listening to it, I'm like, it is a... Um, I feel like it's not a new concept of like well if i don't do it someone else will do it Mm. so i may as well yeah and even thinking to like i mean we always love to go back to the nazis right (laughs) everyone loves to refer to them yeah but there was this whole thing around that where um you know the 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 guards at auschwitz Mm. who were like they're they're the people really responsible for the prisoners dying okay um they would come out out the other end and they're like well we were told to do it you know like this was we were all yeah, to do it I yeah. if i didn't do it someone else was going to do it so yep. i may as well have done it mm. uh, and it's kind of like relinquishing your own self um control or like your self-discipline like you have you're, you're kind of passing off the responsibility to someone else yeah. like well you know it doesn't make a difference i may as well do it and not risk my own danger because yeah. if i didn't do it I'd die and it wouldn't make a difference. Someone else is going to do it. Yeah. And ultimately what was decided is like, well, no, that's not a good enough excuse. No, like, we disagree with that because yeah. you saying no does make a statement that this is wrong and right. someone else can see that. And like, yeah, no, yeah. that is wrong. Like, And again, it's about like the ends and the justifying the means. If you're saying, well, this is not going to change the outcome, therefore I'm not going to change what I do. What does change is if you've done the right thing or not mm. in the eyes of god <laughs> it does and again it shows that someone was willing to disagree like, yeah with the main narrative or whatever with the main school of thought or whatever saying like no like this is wrong yeah and that'll always be there permanently like that's something others will see and be like there's a different way to think about this. yeah yeah and i think potentially it's a good reminder for us as well because i mean there's extreme examples of like oh you know people being killed I yeah. may as well join in, but um, like even just day to day events mm. of like what is some kind of hive mind things that are happening of like oh everyone does it gossip, gossip that's a good one talking about people behind their backs yeah it's that's like something. well if I don't talk about them someone else is going to be talking about them <laughs> <laughs> it's like these kind of little decisions of actually I can be accountable for myself I can be responsible for my own actions mm. 
and I should be. I mm. shouldn't kind of excuse my behavior because that's what everyone else is doing. Mm. Um, I mean, even think with things like COVID that came and you had sort of this huge amounts of hive mind activity happening. Yeah. Um, because you have people going, well, if I don't do this, someone else will. Or like everyone's doing it, therefore I should do it. I got to panic because everyone else is panicking. And yeah. Like, no, and so you it's actually don't have to. We have to kind of detach ourselves from, oh, looking at everyone else and look to our own actions really and be responsible for them. Take responsibility for yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. Yeah. Uh, anyway, any other thoughts about that or other, um, other things? Yeah. I think um, one thing that stood out to me was the apprentice, the girl, mm. the CIA girl who kept asking, why me to Robert McCoy? Right. Why did you pick me? And that's something that I think about, like, in my relationship with God, right? Like, why did God choose me, right? Mm. Because there's... There's um, a thing in the Bible where Jesus, there's a line in the Bible where Jesus says in the New Testament where he says, like, um, you would not come to me unless the Father draws you to me. Right. Um, and so it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, in the movie, it yeah. was, he chose her because he knew her mother and he yeah. kind of felt like a, indebted towards her. A God obviously isn't indebted to us at all. No, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> he's not. But I mean, he still didn't have to. That's right. Do that, I guess. A call. That's true. Um, he didn't have to like pass on all this information. Yeah. Um, God chooses us and draws us in, brings us close, and actually helps us to see how things really are, the reality of things. Because mm. as Christians, we see the reality of things as they really are. Whereas most people who aren't Christian, we believe they don't have the right perspective on reality. So I was just reminded of a Bible verse that says, "Those who fear God." God's able to bring in close to him to help them see things from his perspective. Mm. And you want the perspective of God, of reality. Um, you want God to show you how things really are. You don't want to be not in the know of what's going on. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I just made that connection with Robert helping this. Yeah. Uh, he didn't really. Um, right. He could have given that opportunity to someone else, I suppose. Um, but he chose her. Yeah. Why me? <laughs> no, and it's an interesting thought. And even, I mean, one takeaway could be mm. that we, there really isn't a reason no like god god is just good god has done this for us yeah because of who he is not mm. because of who we are mm. and like ultimately his grace is just great <laughs> yep it's his character yeah and we can't ever really point to us as like oh this is why god's chosen me because yeah. i've done this yeah. it's never about what we are, can offer him or what we can give him no all about what he can give us yeah yeah good um, well, I might move on to our segment for our youth pastors. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Youth pastor takeaway. This one, this week, I'm, I think it's a bit better. This one actually, you know, for those uh, more biblical youth pastors, <laughs> we were a bit more depth at their youth groups. Um, I'd be interested which youth groups are watching these movies, <laughs> to be honest. Probably none. <laughs> but anyway, the youth pastor takeaway is every day, McCall had to climb that mountain to the church. But Jesus has brought the church down from the mountain for Ooh. easy access. Wow. Yeah. Go. There you go. We don't, we don't have to hike up that mountain to, to reach him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, tr- onto our trivia segment. Mm. Um, unfortunately, this movie is newly released, so there's not much. Mm. But I do have two facts, and mm. both of them we've already mentioned in the podcast. Mm. First one is Denzel Washington is the only cast member to return from the previous two films. True. The last one. See if you can guess what it is. Um, 
I don't know. This wasn't this movie. This is was... your favorite fact for this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I tell me. <laughs> Denzel Washington and oh, <laughs> Dakota Fanning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right, yeah. Start together in Man on Fire in 2004. Yeah. So there you go. Thank you, IMDb, for stuff we already knew. <laughs> yeah. As always, offering great nuggets of truth. Mm. Well, that concludes our um, analysis, our review, our discussion of The Equalizer 3. Uh, Tiller, do you know what time it is? It is trailer time. It's time. So today, mm. um, this trailer actually played before the movie last night, but this was when you went to the toilet. Oh, I missed it. Okay. The ha- a Haunting in Venice. So, okay. is it horror? It is going to be horror. I'm going to show you this trailer. Terrifying. <laughs> I rebuke all demonic spirits that I might catch from watching this trailer <laughs> right now in advance. <laughs> What's Love Italy in it? People's obsessions with films and nah, it's, it's a great it's place just to great architecture. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. Something about just dancing skeletons that is inherently creepy. <laughs> a little spooky mask. You don't like horror movies, do you? I don't like them. They they do scare me. Yeah. I mean that's the, the goal, so it would make sense if they did that. Yeah. This is a unique horror movie, I'd say though. Okay. In it well yeah, I think it's unique. It might not be very good, <laughs> which wouldn't make it unique. Is <laughs> a jump scare. Whoa! Gives another jump scare teller, just so you know. Just someone in the background. Ooh, <laughs> a haunting, a haunting in, Venice. in Venice. There you go. There you go. Death is just at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, I'm assuming you don't know what this is about. No, but um, a haunting in Venice. Is going to be the third Poirot movie. Oh. Um, starring, what's his name? Kenneth Branagh. Ah, yes, 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 yes. So they've previously made Murder on the Orient Express and um, Death, on the, Death on the Nile. On the Nile, yep, yep, yep. So this is going to be the third one. And this time they're trying to make it a bit spookier. Spookier. So that's why uh, I said it's like a bit okay. of a unique one because it isn't actually a horror movie in the sense of... It's a mis- murder mystery. <laughs> yeah, 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 with an element of horror. Uh, and it looks like they're trying to add like some psychological horror there. And, <laughs> which I'm, so I'm kind of interested in that. Um, it's different from a normal Poirot. Yeah. Have film. you seen any of the Poirot movies before? Um, no, I haven't. Okay. Um, but I watched Poirot before TV show, the old. Who's starring so I know who Poirot is. And Agatha Christie wrote the yeah. books, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. A detective. Which which show did you watch? There was a TV show called Poirot. Yeah, yeah, Poirot. The um with David Suchet. Are you talking about? Probably. There's, there's been a few. The main one. There's like, yeah, I remember yeah. only one. Okay, because there has been a few, but yeah, David Suchet. Yes, that one. Yes, I love this. I with Rita and I have almost watched all of them. <laughs> um, because I think he made all of the books. Like they made all the books yeah. into yeah. movies or episodes with yeah. David Suchet. Yeah. So was it a television series or a movie? Uh both. So it had like it has. Had like a few seasons where they're kind of shorter. Yeah. But then about like, I think maybe three seasons in, they just turned into full, they're feature length, all yeah, the episodes. They're all sense. movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I haven't really been as much of a fan of mm. the the Kenneth Branagh ones. Yeah. Because I'm so kind of He's attached cool. to David Suchet's performance. Yeah. Yep. But at the same time, like they're good stories. Mm. Um, 
One of the things that David Suchet said, he's actually a Christian, David Suchet. The wow. guy who did Poirot. He became yeah. a Christian after reading a Bible in like a hotel room, he shares. <laughs> um, but he said one of the things that's really nice about the Poirot uh, stories is that e- evil never triumphs in any of the stories. Good yep. always wins. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's nice. <laughs> you can't all want that from a yeah, story. It's true. Um, and so I really enjoy them. And I'll be interested to see how just the Poirot character, like, is within a horror setting. Yeah. Because one of his traits is, like, he's so, I guess... Um, intelligent. Intelligent, reserved, like, nothing really ever startles him. I mean, sometimes he gets startled because someone points a gun at him or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's never, like... Mess with the occult and demons and spirits and things. Yeah, he doesn't really believe in any of that. He always kind of uses it, like, psychologically of, like... He believes it to the extent of this will influence someone... Yeah. So, the way someone acts if they believe it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or how he's, like... It's always interesting how, like... Like, weird coincidences happen. Mm. Um, but so, like, in a situation where it's, like, spooky, Poirot would never really be scared. He'd yeah. always be like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. I'd be interested to see what, like, how they do that in this movie. Um, but, yeah. Unnerved. Unnerved. Cool. An unnerved Poirot. Yeah, yeah. And just even, like, a, a horror murder mystery mm. I'm kind of interested in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a, a movie I'm looking forward to. Ooh. Um, another thing that... I've watched actually mm. the new Netflix One Piece show. Oh, the movie live action. It's One a Piece. show. Oh, it's a show. Yeah, oh. live action show. Wow. I recommend it. I really enjoyed it. I've never wa- like I've only watched a couple of the anime. Yeah, but I could never get into it. It's just it's too long. <laughs> and like <laughs> a thousand what, episodes and more. Most anime for me is too slow. Yeah, because I spent so long trying to get Building through up. anything. Yeah, and so this was so nice because it's like the the story of one the One Piece show is obviously good because people like it. Yep, but it's cut it all the way down <laughs> like there's like eight episodes in this and they get through so much and so it's yeah. really enjoyable cool. um i might even talk about it in like a, a future episode a bit more in depth mm. that that gets us to i guess the point tiller for the rest of september you are planning to take a break i will i will be having yes. a break um going to have some time so what that means for the podcast is we might miss a couple of weeks. I might even just do a couple of episodes by myself. You guys will be able to enjoy my lovely voice. Yeah. And so that might be one of those. I might just go through the One Piece show and <laughs> uh, review do that. Um, be but cool. yeah, we'll be back uh, first week of uh, or October. 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 We'll work out what, what to watch before then. Yeah. Yeah. And send so. us any recommendations. October is the spookiest month, right? <laughs> <laughs> So it might be time for some spooky. I, I said to Tilla that we should do some um, classic mm. horror because they're not really scary. Mm. So you get like Psycho, mm. um, compared to like they're not like jump scary or whatever. As but they're still good. Yeah. So it could be fun to do some of those. But yeah, yeah. Um, let us know what you guys would like us to go through. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can find us at goodfridayfilms.com or send us an email at goodfridayfilmspod at gmail.com. Otherwise, we're Good Friday Films on every social media platform. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear your suggestions. Hit us up. Uh, Yeah, so thanks for listening. Um, We'll see you guys. We'll talk to you guys again. First week of October, potentially sooner, depending on if I can be bothered to do something about myself. All right. We'll we'll go away, take some time to be inspired and come back. Yeah, Um, think of some some new movies that we want to watch. Yeah. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. See you guys. Bye.